Welcome to I'm So Obsessed, where we get the inside take from actors, artists, and creators on their work, their career, and the things they obsess about. I'm your host, Connie Guillermo. Irish actress Laura McDonnell has worked with an impressive array of actors, including Judi Dench, Kenneth Branagh, Colin Farrell, Josh Gad, Killian Murphy, Jonathan Price, and Lily Collins. Not bad for a 16-year-old. The young actress recently starred in Disney's live-action adaptation, Artemis Fowl, which is based on the popular eight-book kid series about a rich, young genius who's also a budding criminal mastermind. I asked McDonald about working with director Kenneth Brownell on the film, which is streaming on Disney+, Plus, about the acting advice she received from Dame Judi Dench, and about her favorite part of playing a youngish 84-year-old elf. A quick note, because of COVID-19 and shelter-in-place, our conversation was recorded over the internet, so be prepared if the audio sounds a little bit quirky. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. So let me start just by asking, where are you and how are you spending your time in quarantine? Um, No, thank you so much for having me. So right now I am in my bedroom in Dublin in Ireland. And during quarantine, I've been trying out loads of new things. Like I've really been focusing on new hobbies and something I've really zoned in on is watching a lot of film and TV because if this isn't the time to do it, I really don't know when is. <laughs> um, but I've also been baking a lot and also um, I'm right-handed. So I've been teaching myself how to write with my left hand, just little things like that, that I've kind of always thought about doing. And if now isn't the time to do it, then when is so I've decided to make the most of this time (laughs) wait so why did you want to learn how to write with your left hand other than it's very cool and interesting (laughs) so um I've always I love writing and I write way too much like when it comes to school or in my own free time I just write a lot and so um I get really bad hand cramps and so um I always thought when I was younger that would be so much easier to just be ambidextrous and use my left hand when my right hand got tired so it's taking a lot of practice and my handwriting on my left hand currently looks like when a child first learns how to write but it's getting there (laughs) well that's good and I'm hoping you're doing other things besides learning how to write right like throwing balls and um I don't know I guess if you wanted to become a a thief at some point you'd want to be ambidextrous so that you could (laughs) use tools in different hands I don't know Kind of funny. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the projects that you're involved in. And one of them that is upcoming is this movie uh, based on a, a series of very popular kids books called Artemis Fowl. So why don't you tell us what Artemis Fowl is about? And you play a very important character, but I'll let you tell us a little bit about it. Um, so Artemis Fowl follows a 12-year-old genius named Artemis Fowl, and he finds himself on a mission that takes him to a hidden world of fairies in order to find his missing father. And it's based on Uncle for a series of books, and it tells the story of Artemis and his search to find his father. And I play Holly Short, um, who is an elf police officer, who is one of the many people Artemis encounters when he meets um the fairy world and the two worlds collide did you read the books before you knew 
about uh, taking on the role in the movie? I did. I had read the books when I was around 10, just because I have always loved fantasy novels. I loved the Harry Potters, Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, Percy Jackson. So Artemis Fowl was the perfect book series for me. And I absolutely fell in love with the books and the characters, Holly Short being my favourite character. And then when I heard that they were going to be making it into a Disney film, and I was asked to audition for it, I genuinely looked over at my bookshelf where all eight of the books were sitting and I couldn't believe that I was getting the opportunity to bring one of my favorite characters to life a character that I had grown up with and admired for so long that's wonderful also Holly Short is not um you know when when you hear the word fairy I think a lot of people picture Tinkerbell who is kind of a little tough um fairy but Holly Short is on a completely different order um, yeah, Holly definitely shares like that kind of feistiness that Tinkerbell has, but it's definitely not the stereotypical fairy, like the traditional fairy that you think of. She's a police officer in the fairy world and they have their technology is so much more advanced than ours is. And they have so many more things figured out than the human world does. And Holly is heroic and she's witty and she's rebellious and she knows her own mind and she will definitely speak up for what she believes in and um, so she's definitely a lot feistier than Tinkerbell is. <laughs> you mentioned this she has access to a lot of technology and I'm curious what is your own relationship with technology are you very comfortable with tech? Did you have fun learning how to use some of, I'm sure it's all CGI tech and there's a lot of special effects, but just tell us a little bit about your own relationship with technology. Um, a lot of the technology that Holly uses in the film actually has to do with her flying. Um, because Holly is an elf, elves in this world, they don't have wings. Um, so what they do is they use a backpack that has wings and that's how they fly. And flying is one of Holly's favorite things to do and that I share in common with her, even though it wasn't exactly as real as it is in Holly's world, being that I flew on wires as opposed to having wings. Um, it was probably one of my favorite things to do and definitely a huge highlight I mean not many people get to say that they have learned how to fly so that's definitely something that is extremely cool <laughs> but yeah so one of my favorite things um, that I learned and experienced on this film was getting to work with the technology the wires getting to work with harnesses and different tech so that I was able to fly and I was able to perform different tricks. Um, I was able to learn how to tumble and incorporate gymnastics into my flying. And that was definitely a highlight for me. That's great. A lot of people are staying at home binge watching, you know, not going to the theater. Some movies have been released directly to some of the services and people, you know, have been having their big screen experience at home. And I'm curious what you think. I mean, you're very new to this industry, even though I, I know you're fairly young. You've been actually in um, a lot of movies, and we can talk about some of those as well. But what do you think about this idea that the world that we're living might change the way people go, uh, might continue to consume their entertainment? And it could mean the that we go to the theater and see movies on the big screen even less. 
I definitely think that streaming is, especially in the crazy world that we're living right now, streaming is definitely people's number one way of consuming content. And I do think that it is an amazing way of consuming content because that way, like we're able, like definitely for me, especially during this time, I'm able to watch um, a show on Netflix. And then when I'm done that, I could check out a movie on Disney Plus. And I'm definitely consuming so much more content and learning so much more and seeing all the amazing stories that people have created. However, at the same time, I love cinema I love it so much I'm an absolute lover of it and I really hope that it never goes because I love getting to watch movies on the big screen and I think it's such a special experience for everyone whether you're involved in the industry or not of seeing that story surround you on a big screen with the sound that's how movies are made they're made to be shown on a big screen and I definitely as an actor I would love to hopefully see a film that I've worked on on a big screen one day. So I hope that um that theatre and film and the cinema stays as true as it is now and it's as easy to go to the cinema hopefully very soon when everything is kind of going back to normal and it's safe. Yeah, and I guess I should say Artemis Fowl is now on Disney Plus, right? The streaming service. That's yes, how it, it was is. released. So yes, I hope that perhaps in a year or maybe sooner when things go back to whatever the new normal is, that we can see it on the big screen. Uh, one more question about the the role that you played there. You got to work with some very notable and uh, impressive uh, actors, including uh, Dame Judi Dench, if I'm correct, right? Yes. And um <laughs> Yeah, so tell me tell me a Judy Dench story. Definitely when I first met her for the first time was one of my favorite memories in that um Kenneth Branagh introduced Judy to Ferdia Shaw and I um Ferdia plays Artemis Fowl and um she came into the room and I was immediately awestruck because I couldn't believe that she was a real person standing in front of me. And um she came up to me and Ken introduced us and um I put out my hand for her to shake it and instead she hugged me. And I could just feel the tears welling in my eyes. <laughs> I just couldn't believe that she was a real person and she was hugging me. And then right after that, um, Ken brought us into a room where we made fairy cakes with her, which was a very surreal experience. <laughs> but we baked fairy cakes with Judy Dench. Um, and that's definitely one of my favorite memories. Um, she definitely has a reputation as being very... Um fun and engaging. She's done a lot of interviews that are now obviously on, you can watch them on YouTube, et cetera. And she seems very down to earth and very funny, even though she has had some extremely, you know, lofty roles and experiences. So you learned how to make fairy cakes with Judy Dench. Is that the takeaway from this movie? Or did she, did she talk about any good acting tips? Genuinely, one of the most amazing things about getting to work with her was getting to watch her at work. And I feel like being in a room with her and watching her at her craft was genuinely enough learning for me and for everyone else involved. Getting to watch her act was such a privilege and getting to engage with her in scenes was also such a privilege. I mean, she's so funny and she's so lovely and kind and definitely made this experience, which was could be very daunting working with such um, a renowned actress that she is. Um, she made it so comfortable and easy, and I'm so lucky to have worked with her. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So you have played other roles of young, powerful girls, actually. And I'm thinking about um, you had the opportunity to play Matilda, who is the title character of a Roald Dahl character in the book of the same name. And you did that on stage. Matilda is a hero to a lot of young girls who read that novel. So talk a little bit about Matilda and what you liked about playing her. I am obsessed with musical theatre, always have been, always will be. And Matilda was the same for me. I had heard the soundtrack and just fell in love with it. And I'd loved the books, I'd loved the movie. So the fact that they had brought it to life in musical theatre, I mean, it was just a win-win for me. I had always looked up to the character of Matilda because she has such a strong, consistent message throughout the show that even if you're little, you can do a lot. And that always meant so much to me growing up, and it still does. And I think that's one of the reasons so many young people love the show is that powerful message that even if you are younger, even if you are a child, even if you are small, you can impact the world and you can change the world, which is something that we're seeing a lot of today. And to get to bring that message and share that message to the people and the children um, in the audience. That was such an honor. People do underestimate the power and the message that young people bring to bear, although certainly here in the United States, that their power and influence is finally getting their due. We've seen a lot of social change prompted by young folks. And so it, it's just a good time to, to reimagine some of these classics. So you have played, as I say, a variety of characters, even though you are, I hope I'm correct here, 16, still very, (laughs) and one of them was another classic, and it had to do with the Bronte sisters, women who who wrote about women at a time when not many women were writing about women. So tell me a little bit about playing a Bronte sister and what that experience was like for you. Um, That was an amazing experience for me. I absolutely love the Bronte sisters. I've always loved reading. I'm a very big bookworm. So I had read the classics when I was 11 or 12 and loved all of them. So to get to embody one of the Bronte sisters when she was younger, I had the opportunity to play a young Anne Bronte. And um, Anne Bronte was played by the amazing actress, Charlie Murphy. And I absolutely loved it. I love period pieces. So to get to walk around this beautiful building and wear these fabulous costumes and tell these amazing stories of the Brontes was such an honor and I loved it. I had so much fun. And Anne Bronte is not as well known as her sisters. I think it's (laughs) fair to say. Um, So tell us, just share something that people should know about Anne Bronte. Anne Bronte was the youngest of the sisters and I feel like because of that she was quite underestimated and the fact that not a lot of people know her work but um, she made some amazing wrote The Tenant of Wildfell Hall which is an amazing story but something that I found on the internet when I was researching Anne Bronte was that her favourite colour was gold and she actually preferred poetry to stories and novels as opposed to her sisters so that was something interesting that I learned. <laughs> CNET is a site that is focused on technology, and we're always fascinated to hear how people who are not in the tech industry look at the world of tech. And I'm curious, 
you you have grown up surrounded by tech. I'm sure you have your smartphone and we talked about yeah. streaming. <laughs> yeah. So tell me a little bit about if, if you could have any piece of tech invented for you, like what would you like to see? That's a very, very good question. And personally for me, after my experience in Artemis Fowl, I just fell in love with the stunts and the flying and I would give anything to be able to do that again and to do it with real wings. So if somebody could invent a backpack with wings, I would 100% be on board. I mean, it's environment friendly, there's no pollution and I would be able to see the world and fly and have fun. I would be happy out. (laughs) Is there some technology that you think you spend too much time with today? Oh, definitely, especially because of the current situation that the world is in. I definitely am way too attached to technology. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I spend a lot of time on my phone and on my laptop, I'm sure like most teenagers do and most people are doing nowadays. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) All right. And just again about um, how technology is changing the way that we not only consume entertainment, but we make entertainment. There have been a lot of explorations of short films and I mean, TikTok is currently a craze. Are you a TikToker? I am not a TikToker. (laughs) That's one phase that I just do not understand. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I I do not under, I just don't have any interest in it. Um, Social media. Do you, where do you spend time on social media? Um, I spend a lot of time on Instagram. Um, I especially with everything that's going on, I feel like people are really taking the time right now to express their creative selves and seeing all of that come on social media. It's so interesting to see all the things that people are doing and are learning in quarantine. So that's definitely what I've been doing with all of my time is scrolling through Instagram. <laughs> all right. So tell us about some of the projects that you're hoping to do in the not so distant future. Something that I've always loved for as long as I can remember, I've always loved detective stories and mysteries. Um, so I love the Agatha Christie novels. And as a child, I loved Scooby-Doo. Um, so something that I, and I love Sherlock. I love everything detective mystery. Um, so something that I would love to do, hopefully at one point, is I would love to portray a female detective. I feel like that's something that there are a lot of cool male detectives out there a lot of like quite quick-witted whether it be their teenagers or older and I would love to bring a young female detective to life that would be something that I would dream of doing in the future somebody who's already written or do you want someone written for yourself either way I would be honored to portray both (laughs) I mean I would love to see more detectives uh, played by women I mean there are few in literature right now right um Nancy Drew being, I guess, the most popular one embraced by Hollywood. Yes, there are definitely loads out there. I just feel like I would love to take it on simply because it's something that I love. I would love to get the opportunity to show more of a story. Like um, there's Millie Bobby Brown's new film coming out, Enola Holmes, which I'm really excited to see. Um, And of course, Nancy Drew. But I would just love a take on whether it be in period or whether it be now just someone quick-witted and kind of with the same mentality as a Sherlock or an Artemis Fowl character but as a girl. Um, Well I would love to see that as well so please definitely keep us posted if you get to play that role. Dorothy Sayers wrote a detective Lord Peter Whimsey who has a relationship with a female writer who ends up becoming a detective as well so again 
use your connection to Kenneth Branagh. Let's let's bring let's bring that to life. All right, last question for you. The name of this podcast is called I'm So Obsessed. And we love to ask our guests, what are you obsessed with? Um, I have always been obsessed with musical theater. And especially now, I'm genuinely, my obsession is shining through with the release of Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. I think I've streamed it about seven times with many more to come and oh my goodness especially I've been on social media and seeing other people talk about the film and about the musical and about their interpretation of little things I mean seeing the details come through is something that I am obsessed with and so definitely musical theatre always have been always will be but it's definitely shining through right now. (laughs) Laura McDonald what are the top three uh, musicals that you recommend people see? Oh my goodness, that is such a difficult question. Um, Definitely, if you haven't seen Matilda, I definitely have to say Matilda the Musical simply because it's so close to my heart and I feel like no matter what age you are, you will absolutely love it. Um, Oh, there's so many. (laughs) Um, Another musical that I love is Wicked, which tells the untold story of The Wizard of Oz, which I think I've seen about 10 times just to show how crazy my obsession with musical theater is it's really bad and then uh, oh and then this is so much pressure you've kind of rounded out but something that people maybe haven't heard of that you've seen that you think they should watch that's a very good question i'm really because i've seen so many musicals over the years i'm really trying to pick a singular one. Oh, I really, I don't think I can pick. There's so many out there that I feel like there's, they all send, they all have so many amazing messages. Um, I mean, <laughs> there's Dear Evan Hansen, which I saw um, two years ago, which is absolutely incredible. And it, oh my gosh, it's such a beautiful musical, but it's definitely so educational. And it talks about a lot of things that need to be talked about. And that's definitely one that I would recommend. If you haven't listened to it, at least listen to it. <laughs> Thanks again to Laura McDonald for talking with me. And thank you for listening. We hope you'll take a moment to subscribe to I'm So Obsessed on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, be safe.